Well, all Muppets are puppets, but not all puppets are Muppets. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 271 for the week of Wednesday, 3rd of May, 2017. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Adam. And Scott. This episode's brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the NECA Aliens Power Loader, the Bandai Dragon Ball Z Neo Shoto Wave 3, and the DC Collectibles Kata. Well, well, howdy, guys. How y'all doing? Oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I, I meant I meant to do something. I meant to do this. Now, see, I press play and nothing happens again. Never mind. We will move on. <laughs> I, well, that was exciting. I, I, I had special music queued up because, you know, obviously I haven't been on in a while. So. Oh, okay. Was it like the, yeah. you know, I'm back music or? Yeah, yeah. The, the guess who's back from. Uh, oh. From, from from name that so oh excellent yeah 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 but uh yeah. yeah yeah and i won't even call you a guest oh i appreciate that <laughs> i appreciate that, that. <laughs> oh, so john we haven't chatted to you for a little while so you how are you um i'm good i'm good you know and ups and downs ins and outs lots yeah. of moving parts <laughs> <laughs> what's been happening in john land i, I bought a playstation so oh i've been obsessed yeah well what are you playing um i got assassin's creed unity with it because that was the last i couldn't play that on my pc and it was Uh cheap so i I got that when i got it and then i got um i played through that and i was like this is okay and then i got uh assassin's creed syndicate and that's what i'm playing right now so i'm really enjoying that one cool it's it's like london and you know the, the kind of the ripper street era and you know, I, I just love the history in those. Well, that's cool. I, I am really looking forward to Injustice Two coming out shortly. Um, my my eldest and I really like playing uh, that game, and so very much looking forward to the new edition. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I haven't had one obviously, so there's a lot of cheap games right now that are cool. And I've been like, oh, I would like to play that. Oh, I'd like to play that. <laughs> I did get a, um, I got an Atari flashback 50 games thing, you know, um, for $5. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is, this is nice. And I like put it on and I'm like, oh, I don't want to play any of these games. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like combat and blackjack and tic-tac-toe and you know, I'm like, I don't need any of these. <laughs> but then it had, uh, it's got a arcade centipede which is pretty cool so okay. that kind of makes it all worth it that's very groovy very groovy and, and and what about you uh mr scotty oh yeah so i uh have uh, been out today my youngest um and mrs scotty are at a weekend 
horse eventing competition thing. Um, so I went and saw uh, her do – it's one where they do three different disciplines, dressage, uh, show jumping, and cross country. And so she had dressage and uh, cross country today, and I went for the cross country because dressage is boring. Um, so, well, it's just like it's super technical, and without knowing what how it actually works, you watch it and you have absolutely unless you know they've fallen off or something, you have no idea how they actually went. You know, <laughs> so um, so yeah, I was excused from that, um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, really really fun and uh yeah then i came home and that was also good because there's a lot of mud there um and <laughs> part of my yeah part of my whole deal in doing all this is that because like they're they're like you know sleeping in the horse float and it's like camping and i don't camp um so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all you considered trying to get people onto hobby horsing instead of like horse eventing oh i tell you what it, it is a uh, that it, you know, that would be a much cheaper hobby. Um, mm. But, you know, I keep looking, I've said this before, but, you know, she's about to turn 14 and a lot of her friends are boy crazy and kind of, you know, going a bit insane and she's still just in love with her horse and doesn't really have room in her heart for anyone else. And so I'll happily support that. It's <laughs> 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 yeah. all... It's all good. All good. And Adam, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, there's been a lot of um, pruning of trees and dismantling a shed and um, putting that in a skip and then jumping off the skip and bruising my heel. Oh, dear. So that was, that was last weekend. So it's like catch and practical but with injuries. Yeah, but that's okay. I think it'll be mostly all right. Hopefully by Monday or Tuesday night I can go running again. Oh, cool. That's kind of, you know, the key concern for me is not that I've done anything serious to myself. It's just I can't run. <laughs> well, wow. I hope that, that uh, is re- restored to you soon. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the, you see, you didn't make just a big pile on a bonfire then. No, we're typically not allowed to just burn stuff. Yeah. No. no, no, no. See, you can do that here if you live out in the country. Oh, yeah. My, my um, parents still... Rake and burn leaves. My sister is over there at the moment um, and helping out because my mum's not very well. And uh, she t- she texted me the other day and I said, what are you up to? And she said, I'm taking leaves. And I was like, oh, I don't think you're allowed to take them. Don't bring them back here. You won't get back in. Like she- <laughs> and then she was like, no, raking. I'm raking leaves. Like, Man, I don't miss that. Don't miss that at all. <laughs> do, do you guys have like that kind of – those kind of trees down there and – yeah. In mass, oh, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're allowed to burn stuff out in the country, provided that it's not fire burn, ban season, hmm. which it shouldn't be by now. My parents, you're in, sorry, go ahead. You're, you're in what Ben would call autumn or we would call fall, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. My parents live out in the <clears throat> kind of boondocks in on an acre and a half and they have enormous oak trees. Um, hmm. Enormous. And so the, the leaves are just like phenomenal, phenomenal, um, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, our, they, they, they get, are, yeah. go ahead. They get people in now to do the big job in autumn. This was just kind of raking some leaves out of the garden bed and stuff. So it wasn't the huge job. Yeah. yeah. Our dogs are leaf magnets. So, you know, 
they come <laughs> in and they've always got big leaves attached to the side of them. Oh. Even even for trees that aren't, you know, in our yard. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Where did Wonderful. that come from? Hey. Um, so now we haven't done like a feeding the addiction or anything for a long time, but I thought I might just ask, particularly for you, John, because um, we haven't been chatting to you as much. Um, what, what's something cool that you have uh, bought recently um, that you're enjoying? I didn't get it, but um, Mrs. Nerd has bought me a few pops lately, and she got me a dude from the Big Lebowski pop, and I'm really loving that. So, oh, awesome! That, that's one of my favorite things lately. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. And Adam, what about you? Besides what you're reviewing tonight, uh, I'm just going through my page of pre-orders. Um, I know I've got a shipment coming from Big Bad Toy Store. And I think I've got another one coming from Hobby Link. Um, so I've ordered. A bunch of Dragon Ball Z figure arts, um, small Pat Labor figure art or Robot Spirits figures, um, my Ryoge Hibiki from Ramna One Half figure arts, another Sailor Moon related figure. Uh, there was surely something cool on my Hobby Link account as well. Uh, 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 as it opens up, um, I think it was in the um, figureized mechanics thing, the trunks from Dragon Ball Z um, time machine as a mm. so that yeah, that did cool. that went up for pre-order this week, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Very good. So there's plenty for me to be getting on with when these things eventually start arriving. <laughs> very good. I've, I'm still waiting to properly kind of break out the whole bunch of Mezco 112 collective things. I've got um, Flash and Reverse Flash sitting in my big bad pile of loot waiting for one more thing before I click ship. But then I have got here still uh, unopened because I was waiting for um, Ben to get his, which is Punisher, um, which I know you've got as well, John. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually and, posted a review on my site. You did. I know. Uh, and multiple page thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then I've also got Daredevil, Green Arrow, Joker, and Frankenstein um, all sitting going, open me, open me. But that's the kind of thing, because there's so many bits and pieces that you really need time to be able to sit down and do. And so I just was like, right, I'll just wait till I've got some magical day with lots of time in it <laughs> to, do, yeah. to do this properly. But um, The Daredevil is the comic Daredevil, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really, um, like, I, I had concerns about it from the previews, uh, but they've done some really nice kind of improvements to the outfit and that sort of thing. And so while I haven't actually played with it yet, it looks great. So, And I've obviously seen quite a few um, reviews and other people's pictures and things. So I want to – I'm actually um, reorganizing some stuff in my displays to make room for them because they're so good. And I've actually been investigating a diorama. Um, Ooh. Uh, yeah, like some – because – uh, I found something that I thought was amazing, and then I saw the price, and I was like, <laughs> um, "So!" But then I found something else that looks like possible. So um, I think I'm gonna try and go down that road because they're just so cool. They're so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I cool. I was definitely impressed. Yay! Um, so we've got three different sets of reviews tonight, and the first one is going to be from Ben. Um, and so he uh, will be talking to you in just a moment, and then we'll come back and Adam and I will talk about new things, and John will provide color commentary. 
as much as I can. Maybe I'll just talk in movie quotes. It'd be easier. True. All right. Yeah. yeah. Or you could just, you know, mention colors. Can I just sigh a lot? Yeah. Oh, true. But sigh in color. <laughs> like indigo, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, good. I can do that. Okay. I can do that. All right. Savage is attacking! Greetings, valued AFB listeners. Ben, aka Fish Milkshake here, coming at you with another Action Figure Blues Toy of the Week review. And for this episode, I am revisiting our good friends at NECA with that license for which my enthusiasm has been renewed, and that is Aliens. I've focused more recently on the action figures and some of those accessories, and I've got to harken back a little bit to something I've had sitting on the desk for a little while, and it is the P5000 Power Loader. Yes, you know the one. It's the uh, futuristic forklift that, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Ripley uses to fight the alien queen at the end of Aliens. Uh, I've been a little bit hesitant to review this one. I think my enthusiasm for this piece was quite high, and so I was really hoping to get the most out of it. So uh, other than an initial play, uh, it's been sitting in its box waiting for me to get around to uh, you know reviewing it and uh, giving it the love that it deserves. Um, now, this one's actually uh, pretty old. It came out in late 2015, and uh, I... I put off getting it for quite some time, couldn't find it for a, a pretty decent price. It's a bit of a, a heavy box, so uh, shipping was a bit of a, a nightmare. Uh, and finally managed to score it for a good price and received it as a gift for Christmas 2016. So yes, I've had it that long. All right, now in terms of uh, what this is, I'm actually going to classify this as an accessory. Uh, probably you might, some of you may argue that it's a vehicle. Uh, I'm just going to go with, uh, you know, accessory. I think it, it fits more into that uh, genre than, uh, than an, uh, I guess a vehicle really. All right. Well, when it came out, this was going to set you back about 125 US dollars. And, uh, I think there are still some online places that are, have been stocking these for a while. So I think if you have a bit of a hunt around, you might get a, a really good price on this sub 100 US dollars, which, uh, you know, is pretty decent when you consider what a hunk of plastic it is. Now, uh, in terms of the packaging, we'll go right back to the beginning. Uh, I was really surprised at how small the box is, uh, given that it's, you know, actually considerably bigger than something like the Mezco Dread Lawmaster, which has a box about two and a half times the size. Um, I really was quite, su- quite surprised at just how compact the box is for this. So um, not a bad box. It's, uh, you know, what you'd expect from NECA. Lots of really cool... Um, <clears throat> I guess, mood photos of the actual piece that you're getting. So we see the power loader toy, but they've done it sort of diorama style, which is actually really cool. Um, lots of sort of nice um, graphics and, and whatnot. You know what you're getting. Uh, I think probably the only disappointment is on the back of the box, we see the power loader with Ripley uh, in it, and they make it quite clear that Ripley doesn't come with it, which is actually fair enough. But there's a really cool sort of illuminated shot where they're trying to mimic that famous scene in the movie when 
when uh, Ripley first appears and there's that light behind her. But yeah, I think you know if you if you weren't on your game, uh, you could sort of misconstrue that as the fact that this actually does light up. Um, if you remember, it actually has the warning, the orange warning light on top that flashes, uh, and as soon as Ripley powers it up, that starts to um, starts to spin, and so it kind of gives you the impression that it might have some lights uh, that's certainly not mentioned anywhere. So if you you know you read the fine print, then um, you know you'll know that this isn't actually a light up toy at all. So a bit of a shame that because I think that could really put the icing on the cake. Um, you open that box and what you're left with, uh, what you're actually greeted by, should I say, is one of those split plastic trays that uh, is a bit of a nightmare with those little sort of divots that are meant to click together and, and hold the two pieces together. Um, when you take it out, the sheer weight of the power loader makes it really hard to sort of hold on to that plastic. It's all sort of f- floppy and flexible on the sides. And uh, I found that part of mine was actually pushed in. Uh, it's you know, in the scheme of things, it's it's not the best packaging, but it does a job. It holds it tight. Uh, and then you realise pretty quickly that um, the power loader is, is sort of, uh, I guess, compressed about as much as you could get it. So the arms are really sort of tucked in by its sides and the legs are sort of folded up a little bit. Uh, and even the, the cage where the torso of the, the driver sits is actually turned down. So they really tried to keep the size of the packaging to a minimum. So uh, I'm really going to give NECA some credit there because... Because uh, I really, really was quite surprised at how small the box was. Once you get this thing out and you sort of open it up, it's a really big uh, accessory. So um, props to them for doing that. And that, that certainly helps in the shipping stakes as well. So uh, not much else there. I mean, yeah, it looks styling is really good. Collector friendly. Um, yeah, it's probably worth paying a bit of attention as to how it sits uh, in the packaging in order to sort of get it back fairly easily. If you're uh, like me and, you know, you often fight to get things back in their packaging, uh, probably worth taking a photo just to as a reference because uh, there's not much getting around online all right moving on to the sculpt well this is obviously where this piece excels uh randy folk uh, has obviously gone to uh, a huge amount of effort to get as much source material as they could in order to produce this piece because um looking around online there's really not a lot of reference photos in fact most of the the images of the power loader online are some of those sort of stock promotional images that were done for the film uh and you know i actually sat down and watched the scene from the film again just to sort of get a bit more context um and you know you don't get too many really good looks at the power loader there's a lot sort of happening in those scenes and obviously the way they did the effects um you know they couldn't show it sort of walking along like they would today with cgi so uh you know i think they've they've really done a a fantastic job to track down uh, as much information as they could to produce this um so look you 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 get what you you think you're getting you're getting the power loader it it kicks ass it's got those great big sort of boots um you know and uh, of course the the standout of those massive arms Arms, the actual forklift arms that uh, really have uh, some some pretty good weight to them and some pretty sizable um, arms when you sort of swing them out to the sides like Ripley does in the film. And, of course, the the jaws of the uh, the power loader open up. So, you know, you spin those out as well. And, you know, some pretty cool stuff going on here. Uh, so, you know, in terms of sculpt, it's it's actually really hard to fault. It, it, it looks... Um, as you would expect, it looks incredibly faithful. Uh, I feel like I'm getting my first really, really good look 
at the power loader, um, given that, you know, I've only been exposed to it in the film. This is the first time I've seen it as a toy. Uh, and so it's, it's really, it's fun. It's fun looking over, catching all the little bits and pieces and the rivets. And there's obviously some control pieces where there are some buttons, um, you know, for changing, uh, I don't know, tension and, and things like that. Some levers and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of hydraulics going on, which are evident in the film as well. So, uh, really, really difficult to fault here. There's, uh, some amazing stuff going on. The little orange light on top is actually uh, the cover to the light is a clear plastic. Nice attention to detail there. That safety net that actually sits above uh, the driver is actually uh, net material. So they haven't skimped out there. It's actually a little piece of flexible net. Um, all the power cables that run down the side of the cage look really great. So they've actually used coloured cable to do that. It hasn't been painted. Um, and everything else is as you'd expect. The hoses are all rubber. Um, what I didn't realise, which I thought was very, very cool, is... The, I guess the, the rods that the jaws slide up and down on, so when you're picking up the cargo, uh, they're all metal. So there's actually several metal pieces in there, which add some, some pretty serious durability, which I think is actually really, really cool. So you're not sort of got um, sliding the jaws up and down on plastic rods uh, and, and risking you know, damaging them. So um, I'm, I'm really impressed with that. So props to them for doing that. So really can't fault anything in terms of sculpting. Uh, it's just uh, amazing to, to hold in your hand. It's a really big piece. Um, we don't get a lot of love for the six and seven inch scales that we collect in terms of, of this kind of accessory. So it's actually pretty exciting you know, um, to, to see something this size. Uh, in terms of paint, <clears throat> yeah, all right. I think uh, I think this is where things are let down a little bit. Uh, the entire thing is cast in yellow plastic, uh, which is fair enough because uh, it's it's bright yellow. But then what we've got is uh, highlights in other colours. So, um, you know, to, to give them uh, props, Necker have done a pretty good job of weathering the power loader. There's uh, an attempt to sort of create a dusty, um, even grease-covered machine, so there's a, a bit of a dirty wash going on here and there. Um, that that works pretty well. It takes away from the, the blatant yellow colour, um, but I think what's been really let down for me is the attempt to create that um, weather-beaten effect, which would normally be paint chipped off from the steel or alloy underneath, um, and they've done that by just sort of doing little bits of um, silver here and there, and to do that kind of weathered effect like you see on model tanks and things where paint has been taken off and the, the metal shows through, um, it is actually a bit of an art. Uh, there, there is a, a skill to actually making that look realistic. Here, they've just sort of dabbed silver on uh, all over the place and it just looks like silver's been dabbed on. It doesn't sort of have that that sort of clever weathered effect. Um, and I think that's let it down quite a bit. Um, there is plenty of other touches everywhere. There's little sort of arrows painted in red that give you uh, an idea of things that move. There's numbers painted on, uh, assuming, you know, telling you, you know, which piston is, is which, plus the, the Wayland um, logo, etc. Um, 
The only other paint to really speak of, other than that sort of weathering effect and some of the, um, you know, the black writing and the little red sort of uh, notes and things, uh, is around the harness that the, the driver actually uses. And what we've got is that, that typical sort of flexible rubber uh, going on, and it's been painted blue and silver, and then the red sort of uh, lock mechanism in the centre. Uh, hasn't been done particularly well. In fact, the silver has been slopped on the blue quite a bit, sort of giving the impression of buckles, but they've actually gone over the buckles onto the blue straps. Uh, looking at some of the photos online, the the blue um, straps actually look quite weathered, uh, almost as if they're about to um, result in a safety hazard when you look at some of the promotional shots online. Um, this has just been slapped with one blue colour, and uh, I, I think that's really sort of really sort of uh, lowers the the appearance a little bit i think if you could weather that up yourself um the other thing is the driver the way they stand in the power loader they lean against uh, a leather um i guess what would you call it it's almost like a, a seat cover really and it's got you know plenty of little battens and ridges to protect the, the, the driver while they're using it that's actually been done in a flexible black plastic that has no weathering whatsoever like at all um, and so that kind of shows a little bit I think it could do with just a, a few marks and, and things like that um, something that I thought was a bit disappointing is the headrest uh, in mine it's uh, it's not actually the same black um, sort of rubber it's actually plastic material there's two silver pieces that come off it that are actually meant to be the adjustable part of the headrest like you'd find in a car um, mine was actually bent on an angle when they uh, closed the cage and as such it's actually been warped and doesn't sit flat which you know is a bit of a shame so I think I can probably bend it back, and it's one of those things that if it's left in you know a position long enough, it'll probably bend back. But it looks a bit awkward, which you know is is really quite a shame. Um, in terms of articulation, wow, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, everything kind of moves the way you would expect. So the the cage cover uh, lifts up with a couple of simple um, uh, sort of disc. Uh, pieces up the back so you can actually stick your action figure in without that cage actually getting in the way so you can undo the harness which just has a little sort of simple um, press and sort of buckle on that, that rubber harness um, get Ripley in there and then the cage sort of swings over the top and there's um, two nifty little sort of holes that the cage covers uh, lock into really to, to sort of keep it closed um, took a little bit to sort of get mine to close because it's uh, been open when it's in the packaging so it's a little bit out of distorted out of shape, but it holds in there sort of fairly well. So that's actually pretty cool. Um, legs actually are what you'd expect. We've actually got some ball jointed hips. We've got some swivels in the knees, etc. And what's really cool, and I think this is a real credit to the designers, is when you actually uh, ratchet those knees, uh, there are actually hydraulics on the back that actually work. So those pistons actually open and close um, as you actually bend the knees. So that's actually really, really cool. Uh, unfortunately, you can't sort of do a lot in terms of the legs. You can get a little bit of posing happening, but the, the sheer uh, upper body weight of this piece tends to put it off balance a little bit. Um, what's cool, though, is they have actually thought about that, and there's a couple of peg holes in the bottom, and I have actually tried them, and they do actually work with the Necker action figure stands. So that's actually kind of cool that you can sort of stabilize that a little bit more. 
Um, obviously, where the cool stuff happen is in the arms. So you got um, some really interesting sort of swivel um, things happening in the back to get those arms to swing backwards and forwards. It's really quite clever the way they've managed to replicate what was happening um, in the actual, uh, you know, the real sort of model and, and replicate that in, in action figure form. So when you lift that uh, those arms up and down, you do actually get those massive pistons moving in the back, which is really cool. Um, and then everything is as you'd expect. The uh, the loader sort of um, the the loader pieces for for picking things up. They open and close like you see in the movie. They're independent of each other. So um, if you open one, the other one stays where it is. So you actually have to sort of move them if you want to keep them uh, lined up. Uh, you have to move them individually and use your eye to, to line them up. Um, they spin nicely. There's a nice sort of cut disc there at the front so you can actually turn them vertical, horizontal, etc. What's really cool about all that is all these rubber hoses that are going on um, don't tend to actually get in the way. I was actually you know, swinging things around and, and spinning and I noticed that I wasn't actually getting any of the cables caught up. So um, that's again a, a real credit to NECA for, for managing to do that without um, causing any sort of issues with the articulation. You can actually get these arms into some pretty cool positions without actually stretching those hoses out. Uh, which is really, really nice because I've seen that actually happen, when, you know, with other pieces. So there is indeed 30 points of articulation. And I think, you know, I'm not going to make an effort to count them all because there's some really sort of odd ones going on with the arms. But two of the pieces of articulation I wanted to mention, which I think are really, really fun, is if you actually recall Ripley when she gets into the power loader, the arms, uh, the exoskeleton arms actually have these two joysticks that she holds on to much like, you know, the old sort of Thrustmaster game uh, joystick. And uh, that's replicated faithfully here. But there's a scene where as Ripley's moving the arms around and getting into position, she actually slides those joysticks backwards and forwards. And uh, that's actually replicated here with a, a good slide mechanism, very clever going on. So you can actually get that happening. They're cast in black plastic just to sort of contrast against the yellow arms. Uh, no highlighting, unfortunately. And this is again where I think the paint has actually let this piece down because I think it would have been nice to sort of uh, highlight some of the buttons and stuff on these joysticks and, and make them uh, a lot clearer than what they are. But I think it's pretty obvious that the the money for the budget for this piece has actually gone into the actual sculpt rather than the painting and they've done the best they can with what they have. So sliding those backwards and forwards, uh, a lot of fun. It's really quite cool. It's, it's hard not to just be excited about this if you're any kind of Aliens fan. Um, so posability, uh, hmm. It is kind of limited. As I said, there's not a lot you can actually do with the legs. Um, but, you know, have a bit of a go. I think where the, the real excitement comes in is getting those arms happening and, uh, you know, opening, spreading them wide and, and getting the, uh, the, the, the loader sort of fangs or teeth or blades or whatever you want to call them doing some actually some cool stuff. They are a bit loose. I actually found that, um, that they slide really quite easy, but because they are on this rail system, um, they can actually be a little difficult to move once you start putting a bit of force on them. So I think they would actually hold on to your alien queen uh, if you are lucky enough to have one um, fairly sort of tightly. So that's actually pretty cool. In terms of accessories, uh, this is where I think if... Uh, if there was actually a, a toy industry awards program, um, Randy Falk should really be nominated for um, just going uh, above and beyond. I mean, the fact that he's actually 
I'm passionate enough about the Aliens line to even attempt to do the power loader as a toy, uh, I think is really quite amazing. But he's gone sort of one step further with this particular piece, and he's actually included a second set of hands for your Ripley figure. So if you have actually purchased Ripley uh, as a as solo purchase, she actually has hands that are built to hold um, the flamethrower um that she's uh, she uses in the film, etc. Um, so the hands aren't really the kind of hands that that are meant for the joysticks here. So you get a second set of hands. Um, if you don't have Ripley, then you're probably missing out. But if you do have Ripley, you can actually swap over the hands to actually have a set of hands that hold the joysticks for the power loader. They swap over fairly easily, and uh, that was uh, not a problem getting those onto the joysticks. Now, in terms of getting Ripley in here, um, the feet are probably the best place to start. There's uh, a couple of buckles there that hold the feet in place, um, like you can uh, recall in the film. Um, and look, it takes a little bit of sort of finagling to sort of get her comfortable and uh, and close that cage and actually keep it closed, but... Um, I think where the, the main issue comes is once you actually get her in there and the arm sticking out of the cage and you get those hands onto the joysticks, um, it becomes really difficult to start posing her because every time you move the arms, you actually have to move Ripley as well. So it, it kind of becomes easier to just take her hands uh, off the joysticks, move the arms of the power loader around to where you want them, and then just reposition Ripley's arms to hold onto the joysticks. So once she's hanging onto those, you really don't want to start moving them around because it makes it quite difficult so um yeah really uh, an amazing piece it's pretty darn huge it uh, it clocks in i think at um it's about 11 and a half inches uh in addition to the two swap out hands there's t- there's two pieces that look like drumsticks and you're probably looking at them and going what are these things um they are actually aerials there's two slots at the back of the cage and these two aerials slot in there quite easily and stick up uh, at the back uh, put those in if you choose to. Um, but they do actually look pretty cool and they take it to pretty much about a foot tall. So massive hunk of plastic. Um, this is really quite amazing. I think Randy Falk and his team have done a, a phenomenal job. Um, it's in terms of a dolly rating, it's actually really quite hard. Um, I, I, I want to give this a 10 out of 10 because I'm just so amazed that I'm actually holding it in my hands. Um, an accessory this large for a 7-inch action figure line. Uh, such an iconic piece. Ripley fits in it beautifully. Um, for those people that missed Ripley, then NECA re-released her, so you had another chance to pick her up, uh, her and Newt together. It's really just uh, amazing. You know, all the hoses work so well off the back, the hydraulics. Um, I, I just feel like the paint has just let it down a little bit. Um, the, you know, the, there's so many elements here that could just be highlighted that little bit more to just really make it stand out. So I'm going to wrap this one up. And before I think about it too much more, I'm going to give it nine out of ten dollars. From the Black Hole Collection, it's Vincent. Look, a black hole in space. And Captain Dan Holland. It's the Black Hole action figures, each sold separately. You can pretend the evil Dr. Reinhardt and Maximilian want to force Captain Holland and Vincent into the Black Hole. All clear, Captain. Other Black Hole action figures sold separately. Maximilian, Captain Holland, Vincent, and all Black Hole action figures sold separately by Mego. Well, we're back, and um, Adam is coming up next with his Toy of the Week. And uh, 
uh, this one was fairly pronounceable. So, Adam, tell us what you got this week. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, so this is the um, Bandai Dragon Ball Z Neo Shoto Wave 3. So this is um, it's interesting that it's the third one. You could possibly consider it to be either the second or the fourth. You'd say it's the second because one of the waves was actually, uh, I think, Dragon Ball Super. Um, technically, well, I can't remember if they called it Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball Z because it was after one of the movies. Um, and the first, you would say it was the fourth one if you included the Neo Sparking, which was like the slightly smaller, I think more like a, a two-inch scale than a three-and-three-quarter-inch scale that they did as a con exclusive at some point. But anyway, this is officially Wave 3. Um, in this wave, you get Gotenks, uh, you get Super Boo, and you get Vegito. So this is all from the, the Margin Boo large story um, arc there. Um, other things that are worth noting for those that aren't up on Dragon Ball Z, Margin Boo is um, essentially a genie, as in Jin, as in Margin. Um, so he's magical and he's kind of evil, but at the same point, he doesn't really know that he's evil or anything like that. He's just kind of a, a force of nature. Um, this is Super Boo, so it's after he's spat out, uh, or Fat Boo spat out, Bad Boo, Bad Boo swallows Fat Boo um, and becomes <laughs> Super Boo. Deal with it, Scott. Just deal with it, all right? Just go with okay. it. Um Vegito is the. Can you say that again? Fat Boo does what? Fat Boo spits out the bad part of himself, which is Bad Boo. Then Bad Boo beats Fat Boo and consumes Fat Boo and turns into Super Boo. Oh my goodness! I'm so happy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so happy. That's fantastic. Is this a Yogi Bear thing? (laughs) No, not Boo Boo. (laughs) Um, to to expand on why he's called Boo, um. Is created by the wizard Bibbidi. Uh, his son Bubbidi, Bibbidi's son no. Bubbidi comes back. Yeah. No. Are you so serious? To try and yes. Are there's you serious? Pun, yes. There's a lot of pun names in um, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Huh. Wow. Okay. My my estimation for it has just gone up. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um. So moving on from Boo. Vegito is the fusion of Goku and Vegeta via Patara earrings. Don't ask. Um, and Gotenks is the fusion of Goten and Trunks via a fusion dance. So essentially they're, you know, two characters combined in one and therefore stronger. Um, so that's who's in the set. Um, this was a, a Bandai production. It was released in 2016. I got mine just at the end of 2016. I'm talking about the whole wave. Um in terms of when you buy these things, I believe that if you don't order them online, you can probably get them as individual figures. Almost everywhere that sells them online sells them as a box, which is uh, two sets of all three figures. So I get, you know, $70 for a set of three and then offload the three that have the worst paint apps to um, the nearest Salvos or um, St. Vinny's or other charity store because I have no need for them and no one I know is collecting this line. Huh. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, it comes in a box, you know, the, like the kind of like the, the Lego minifig display box thing that kind of holds all the figures. It's one of those type things where if you wanted to, you can break the seal down mm. the bottom and lift the lid up and it kind of has that. Or you can just lift the flap at the top of the box open and take the figures out. Um, so this box... Uh, Starts off with the front and top 
Oh, the top's actually slightly different. The front is just a kind of all three figures doing a bit of a museum posy thing. Um, the top has them all kind of pointing at things. Um, one side has uh, a Gotenks act- uh, kind of action pose. One has a Vegeta action pose, and the back has a, a Boo action pose. So that's entirely resealable if you don't tear it and decide that you want to try and set it up as like a, a storefront display. Each figure comes in a blister card thing. Um, these are, I think I've talked about this before, these are quite useful in that they are actually just um, taped the card to the blister so you can actually just break the tape, slide the, the card out and get the figure out and therefore reuse the blister, which is really cool. Inside of that, you then have kind of very much like a figure arts. You have a tray that the figure sits in, another seal that sits across the top to hold everything in place. Um, there are little plasticky blanket sleeve things for trying to avoid paint rub, which seems to work. Um, on the back of each blister, you have kind of some posing suggestions for each figure um, or the figure that you have, plus the, the identification of the other figures in the line. So that's all cool. Um, I think they're all pretty decent looking as far as the back of the cards. The front of the cards are kind of uninspired, so it looks like there's a bit of an energy key thing going on behind the, the character, and that's about it. So you open those up and you take your figure out. All of them are by default equipped with punchy hands. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other hands, they both come with, well, all three of them come with additional set of, or two additional sets of hands. Uh, all of them include some kind of pointing type hand. Um, actually, Boo is not equipped with punchy hands. <sighs> yeah, Boo is equipped with neutral kind of hanging down hands, which is kind of fine. Um, one of his hands is a punchy hand, one is a thumbs up slash indicating to himself hand, and the other two look like they're designed to hold things, which is interesting because none of these have come with effects parts, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Vegito comes with a kind of karate chop-looking hand, which is for one of his special moves. One is like a big bang, kind of four fingers flayed out hand, and two of them are more standard um, Dragon Ball Z key attack-looking hands. And... Gotenks has a victory slash peace sign hand, which is would be a V sign in context. He has one that's him doing like the the single finger pistol pointing hand and one splayed out hand and one kind of grappling hand. So that's the alternate hands. Uh, Gotenks also comes with the first of these to have any kind of effect part, which is probably due because he's only kind of half the height of any of the other ones, being a small child. And he comes with a kamikaze ghost. So going back to Dragon Ball Z things, this attack is um, Gotenks spitting out a an energy version of himself that looks a bit or his head on a ghosty Casper-looking body. Um, he spits out numerous of these and tells them to go and attack whoever they his enemy is, and they all explode. So it's kind of a stupid attack, as are all huh. Gotenks or Gotenks attacks. <clears throat> so that's kind of the bonuses. Um, packaging is fine. You can completely put everything back together and seal it back up if you want to. The figures, in terms of sculpts, um, there's a lot of reuse, particularly on Vegito. It's basically a, a Goku with different feet um, and a different paint colour plus a slightly different head. So there's not like there's a lot of work there. Boo is... I'm just checking pants. I think he's pretty much entirely... New, there's not really any reuse, which is cool. And Gotenks is entirely new with no reuse. Um, they're all good sculpts. I have no problems with them. I think the 
the Boo one is particularly good in terms of it. It's got his kind of he kind of loafs around and is a bit lazy when he's not doing much. So when he's not fighting someone, so it captures that really well, which I like. Um, Vegito, I kind of found a, a bit of a generic blah character. He's basically just super awesome, strong character um, for the point of having one. And Gotenks is actually just kind of pretty good. I think the face is a little bit rubbish. Like it just, I don't know, just doesn't seem to capture the character the way I would have captured it, but it's fine. Um, pain apps. So I actually had a bit of an issue with some of the pain on these. The the three I've picked are the three that before opening blisters look best. Uh, that said, it looks like there's a bit of paint rub on um, one of Boo's wrist guards. There's like a, a little black spot on him somewhere. Um, Gotenks has a lot of paint slop around. Um, so he has a vest and it has kind of these the cuffs and collar and kind of thing on the, the vest. And they're different colours. So the paint from the, the cuffs is slopped off onto the base of the vest a bit. There's a couple of other little spots around the place on him. Um, and the Vegito, I think just the, the orange shirt being painted on top of blue or vice versa, it looks like there might have been an attempt to use the blue as a wash and it just doesn't look that good. Mm. Um, so it's a bit disappointing in that regard, but otherwise it's not too bad. Other things worth noting is um, where they've printed copyright information. So for Gotenks, it's printed on the back of his vest which is an interesting design choice. Uh, for Vegito, it's on the back of his right, or well, it's basically on the, his right Achilles, uh, and it's basically the same place for Margin Boo. So I don't know why they feel the need to print that on these figures because I don't think that they really print that kind of information on a figure arts. I don't recall seeing it on the other figures in this scale. And in any case, it's not like the people that do knockoffs really give a shit. Hmm. So I, I kind of view that as, yeah, sure, why not if you really want to, but I don't think it really adds any value to anyone. Yeah, the, um, the figure art I have here, he doesn't have any copyright information on. Yeah, it's just weird, right? Um, in terms of articulation on these things, I think that's where they really start coming into their own for a three and three-quarter figure. So they all have um, an articulated neck in terms of the the bottom is articulated Compared to the torso, the top articulates the head, obviously. Um, they all have uh, at least single-jointed knees. I think, actually, they've all only got single-jointed knees. The hips are ball-jointed, despite that they look initially like they might be a cut. Um, some of the ball joints are a bit looser than others. The feet are all ball-jointed, so it's just a ball-jointed ankle. Um, the elbows are all a single rotate joint. They're not a ball joint. The hands are all pretty much just a peg. That's fine. The shoulders um, have a ball joint into the body so that they can actually move around quite a bit and then a, a single rotate peg out of there. But for a three and three quarter figure, when I compare, um, and they all have a waist rotation, I compare that to things like a, a Marvel or a Marvel Universe and then our um, Avengers Infinite three and three quarter line. <laughs> and those things go. Okay. No, um, those things had some some fairly interesting options in terms of articulation, depending on the era that they did it and and when they chose to do things. So I think the best articulated one of those I ever had was um, <coughs> the Amazing Spider-Man movie Spider-Man figure, and that had a great level of articulation. But most of the rest of them, it was kind of worse than these. 
for a higher price point per figure to actually, you know, so uh, actually purchased only the three of these figures. So we're paying 35 bucks for three figures. Yeah, no, it's about the same price point. Um, so I think it's just interesting that, that they've taken, I think, a view of the characters in terms of what it is that they have to be able to do in far, as far as displaying and, and being used as toys and compared that to what features that means the figure has to have, where I think some of the, the Marvel Universe ones, they just kind of go, ah, well, the standard thing that we've always done as part of Hasbro is this, and that's all we're going to offer you. Um, so I find that uh, an interesting discriminator compared to uh, a Marvel Universe type figure. Um, anyone? No? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go. Um, are the next the like bar, barbell type figure art type necks, or are they? What, what's the articulation in the neck? Because it looks like you have some at the body and then maybe some at the head. Yeah, correct. So there's a, a ball joint at the body and a ball joint at the at the head. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, which you kind of need for doing anything really dynamic um, with a figure in terms of you know if you're going to have them look off to the side and down and up and things like that and hunch over a bit more because if you're not going to I guess the choice you've got is you put the hunching in the neck or you put it in a, an ab crunch, right? Yeah. Um, and at this scale, putting an ab crunch in looks pretty good awful, particularly if you're trying to make the figure have abs. Um, so I think the articulation is really well done on these figures. Um, but the other thing they've got is a bicep cut as well on every single one of them. Um, so I find those that to be a really good feature. Um, I think it's cool that they come with swap-out hands at this scale. Uh, even though it's not figure arts range of swap out hands, I still think it's pretty cool. Um, I think the the inclusion of the Kamikaze Ghost is a nice touch because otherwise that's a, a pretty small figure to be paying the same price as, as other things. Um, I'm a bit surprised that it's the, the first time we're starting to get energy attacks. That said, it's one of my ongoing complaints about um, the figure arts line anyway is that they don't chuck in energy beam attack accessories often enough. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, in terms of a rating, I think the the paint apps are the real letdown. There's <coughs> just it seems like it's a a lack of quality assurance, and it was across um, all six figures that I had available to pick from. Comparing that to the previous waves of these, where I don't think I had any paint app issues, and I just went, uh, I'm just taking one of each figure. So I think that that's a bit of a letdown and probably knocks this back down from, I would say it's probably otherwise about a, an eight or a nine, it probably knocks it down to a, a seven or an eight. And the other points come off because these just aren't my favorite characters. But, hmm. Hmm. Questions? I, I'm, I, I like the knees, how they've done those. That's pretty well hidden in there, it looks like. Yeah. So it's not as well hidden as on the figure art versions because on the figure art versions, they've kind of managed to blend it a little bit better because hmm. it's not as obvious a or deeper cut well from the the pictures i'm looking at i thought they were just cut joints like swivels yeah that's kind of kind of cool if they've actually got a jointed knee in there so yep i like the super boo you know figure i think that just it's something a bit different um and uh visually distinctive because i do find it hard to tell a lot of the um characters apart because i don't know them (laughs) um So, you know, I think this is, and, and I, I think what they've done with the trousers sculpting wise is really clever. Yeah. Like it's a good way to do it, but it's just that once you actually start bending the knee, it shows up. Yeah. 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 Quite poorly compared to the figure art versions. Hmm. But if you didn't have a figure art version, you wouldn't know. 
<laughs> shifty guys. Shifty, shifty. Yep. And well, thank. You. Oh, no. Okay. I was going to say uh, thank you for that, Adam. But uh, uh, you're welcome. And um, you know, I think we will be right back after this, and we will be looking at something else. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire, and I'm Ted Theodore Logan in concert. And I make them play. Speaker connects to figures and most cassette players to make figures play music. Now on drums, that bodacious barbarian Genghis Khan. Yeah, our new pal from old China. Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Party on, dudes! Well, I'm mainly back because I wanted to hear this review um, yeah, before the rest of you guys did because I always love when, when Scott comes on and does bombshell, bombshell statue reviews. And he's got a couple of those tonight, so doubly good. Scotty, I sure do. There's a whole, I think there's a whole bunch of these coming out um, close together. And uh, two of the latest releases, which I'm reviewing tonight, are Katana. And it's advertised as The Flash, but this is the Jesse Quick uh, version. And I'm going to start with her um, tonight. So this is, uh, if you are not familiar with this line, where have you been? Um, but this is all based on artwork by pinup artist Aunt Lucia. And uh, there's a group of sculptors that have been working on these. And basically, it's reimagining all of the DC female uh, characters as various kind of, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s um, icons. And uh, we're getting into some really interesting character selections now that we've kind of been through the majority of the um, A-list. And uh, the obviously advertising this as the Flash is a more recognizable um, thing to collectors, uh, but uh, comic people know who Jessie Quick is. And she has been reimagined as kind of a 50s uh, diner roller skate waitress. You know, think Happy Days, etc. Um, this one, uh, obviously designed by Aunt Lucia, and the sculptor on this one is Jack Matthews. Um, the packaging for this is the standard uh, DC Collectibles, really recognizable packaging, which I um, have kind of gotten used to. I do think that um, th they've done a good job of the branding of uh, their stuff. You know, it's very recognizable instantly um, that it's theirs. While it's not necessarily the most exciting stuff to look at, um, it works and there is both uh, – the images of the product and then also the um, Aunt Lucia um, sketch that this is based on. And I wonder when he does these, if the sculptors um, get them and then just go, how the heck am I going to do that? Uh, because, you know, they're getting, you know, more and more um, kind of crazy. And this one uh, in Aunt Lucia's sketch has Jesse uh, with uh a tray with a milkshake on it um, in holding in her left hand. Uh, she's barefoot with one uh, foot kind of raised off the ground. And then she's actually holding her roller skates uh, by the uh, laces um, over her right shoulder. And one of the ways that this has been accomplished is actually through a few pieces. So we've got, um, the both of these statues tonight actually have got some 
uh, removable pieces and require a little bit of assembly. Um, so when you open this up, it has got the standard bombshell uh, kind of manhole cover um, base with the removable uh, name badge on it, which we forgive only for this line um, because you know a little bit of guidance about who this is is not necessarily going to go astray. And also, I'm sure it's part of the you know giving Aunt Lucia his due because it means that his artwork is actually on the piece so that is okay um these are numbered editions so these are limited quote unquote to 5200 50, um, but they are um numbered pieces um and then jesse actually comes in three parts well kind of four actually um she's got the main piece but then her left arm from the just above the elbow and the tray is actually a se- a separate piece that is uh, has a little magnet um, to hold it together when you insert it. And then the roller skates are actually each individual pieces with laces that you hang over her right oh. in- index finger. So it's really quite amazing when you look at just the level of detail that's gone into them. I, you know, I hadn't really uh, taken much of that in before I opened it up and then was like, wow, like they, um, yeah, they don't actually uh, roll. Like they're not the wheels are not wheels. They are stuck on, but they look amazing. I'll get to them a bit more in a moment. Um, so this uh, pose is obviously a, a tricky one um, with the the one foot off the ground uh, thing. Um, in terms of, I, I really like this piece. I think that um, it's a great, a, a clever. Um, you know, one of those iconic representations that hasn't been used yet in the bombshells um, line. It it is really clever. Um, the the sculpting work by Jack Matthews is brilliant. Um, some really lovely detail in uh, both her hair, um, which is kind of curled up on top of her head and then um, held together with a what do you call that? That's not a bandana. It's a babushka, isn't it? A babushka, chunk away. <laughs> no, you should not open her head and then have smaller heads come out of it. Um, the anyway, a, a, a kerchief. You said that, didn't you, Adam? Yes. Thank you, kerchief. Um, the you know, which is really really cute. Um, the the. Uh, tray is really fun i mean it's there's some kind of plastic there and the um milkshake is plastic and it's uh like not heavy um but sturdy the roller skates are amazing the level of detail you know in those with the real laces and you know moving parts it's all um very very cool uh in terms of i have two kind of gripes one is that um, she is winking um, with her right eye, which um, I, 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 as a little pinup thing, I can see that that works as a statue. It just annoys me. Um, I don't. I, it, I, I know it's supposed to be cutesy, but I just kind of look at it and go, ugh, ugh, like I just want to look look at your eyes, like. And this is the second one. <laughs> I, I don't what? you know i'm looking at your picture that that shows the the wink real 
real close up, you know, dead on. It's yeah. like the rest of her face needs to be screwed up a little bit more to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's because she's just it, got it, like it, a closed eye. Um, and it's the, it's actually the thing that put me off the Harley statue. Um, like there's, you know, there's a new deluxe version of that coming out where she's actually sculpted riding the rocket. Um, and so I will definitely get that cause that's really cool. But you know, that's the thing that, that really kind of made me not buy the Harley statue originally, um, was then I wasn't hundred percent sure I was all in on the line, but also just the kind of closed eye wink thing just did not really float my boat. So, um, you know, that's just, uh, it's a design choice and, you know, that's fine. But yeah, I, I agree totally with you, John, that I think if the, um, in order to pull the wink off, then the rest of the face actually has to, um, you know, and, and you, I, I think you can see that a little bit more in the drawing, um, than in the, in the sculpt. So mm. that's just, you know, not, I'm just not a fan of that particular design choice, but it's been executed fairly well. Um, the the other niggle, um, before I get to paint, is that uh, they there's a little um, uh, uh, kind of speed effect thing, like some dust or wind or something blowing up behind her left foot. Um, that I understand what they're trying to achieve there, but it's quite small and it just kind of doesn't, it doesn't really work. And in fact, I put this up, our, oh, there's photos of both of these up on our Facebook page, different albums. And uh, our friend Patrick Euchre has actually commented on it and said, I, I really like this one with the exception of the effect fail on the foot. It looks like she stepped in something. And I totally agree. Um, it's kind of like, Oh, I've got gum stuck to me. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's too small, uh, to make sense. I think they needed to either ditch it, um, or go a little bit bigger, uh, in order for it to work. Um, now the last, uh, niggle I have then is just a, a little paint issue. Um, the paint overall is, uh, really nicely done. Um, but on her trousers, on the um, sides, it's got little flash kind of streaks with a um, black and a yellow streak. And they're, they're actually sculpted on, not just painted, which is lovely, but the yellow um, streak on the right leg has actually got a little break in it in the paint where I think it's just been bumped or something. So, uh, but that's, you know, super niggly. This is, a lovely piece. It is a great addition to the line. The, the face looks painted beautiful. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. It's just really nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the the um the 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 sculpting you know is uh, amazing. Like I, I'm sure that you know when when guys of the caliber of Jack Matthews get this, they go, oh great, a great challenge, and not just oh my gosh, but yeah, it's the the roller skates and stuff and how you execute that in 3d and the um, level of detail that they have gone to with these is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Any I other, disagree with you, about the foot effect. you like the foot effect. Yeah. Really? I think, I think it's good. Huh. I think if you'd gone, I agree if you'd gone bigger, it would be better, but I think it's fine. I mean, if you took the nameplate off, 
and you had no idea that this was in any way related to the Flash. That's kind of maybe the only thing that give it away. Oh yeah, no, I, I think that um, it actually the idea of it is good in terms of giving that hint to uh, her powers and stuff. I just think it's underdone, and so it doesn't really. Um, yeah, it's not. Mm. I, I would have made it a tiny bit of a bigger streak, I guess. Okay. I like the little flash logos on the shoulders too. I like that little tie-in. Oh yeah, no, that that is lovely. I hadn't, I didn't comment on that. Um, but no, you're right. That that is actually really nice, nicely done. Um, and just the little details on her shirt is it's just amazing. Very clever. Okay, so now I'm going to one that I've been super duper looking forward to because Katana is a kind of. You know, one of my weird favorite characters. Like, you know, why do you like this character? I don't know. But, you know, Back to the Outsiders days have always been a, a fan. And um, this, you know, is a uh, sculpt again at Lucia, but then this is sculpted by Tim Miller and Karen Palenko. Um, and Tim Miller was the original sculptor on this line. Obviously, um, it's turned into a group effort because they're doing so many. Um, Karen Palenko um, is a name that I haven't heard in a little while, but you know has done a lot of DC Direct slash DC collectible stuff, both um, statues and uh, action figures. And so um, it's great to see her uh, getting a credit um, with this. Um, this is a really phenomenal piece. The level of detail here is just amazing. Um, she's kind of been cast as a geisha slash samurai, so like a a geisha rai or a, a samisha. I don't know. Anyway, uh, because um, she's got the kind of geisha outfit, uh, but then she's also got a tiny little bit of armor, and of course, soul taker her um, her sword, and uh, it looks like she's been in a little bit of a scuffle because she's actually got some kind of battle damage to her uh, her dress. Um, th- this is phenomenally sculpted and the level of detail here um is just exceptional so uh her her hair is held together with little chopsticks which are you know in there and uh, be careful don't touchy because i they seem super breakable um although it all feels sturdy um but this is another one that has actually come with a removable piece so um her arm uh sorry her arm hello her right arm, um, which has got the uh, sword in it, is actually a separate uh, piece um, that, again, has got a magnet in it and that attaches onto her shoulder with the sword in it. So that obviously um, gives some more security for packaging um, and with that kind of breakable piece there with Soul Taker, um, which is a, a beautifully done and the hilt has got a little handle on it that's actually got a bit of a fabric um, strap and an ornament at the end, which is just exceptional. Um, her pose is really clever because you know, at first glance she just looks like a you know a geisha, but then you can see A, she's got the um, the armor just on her right shoulder she's holding the sword kind of at her side behind her back uh but then when you look down as well as you know a bit of um damage to her dress uh she's actually 
um, resting her right foot on the decapitated head of a samurai warrior. Um, and the detail of that alone is amazing. Um, another really cool thing about this is that she's actually wearing like the traditional kind of, I know they're not clogs or like, you know, the wooden shoes with a strap on it and they've sculpted that. Um, it's just, you know, exceptional. It's, the whole thing is, I'm just going to be raving this whole time. Um, <laughs> Cause th this is like uh, far and away my favorite piece in this line. Um, that just because of the level of, of detail it's here. And I've heard read lots of positive comments about this as well from people super um, just appreciative of the work that uh, has been done on this. Um, the drapery of her um, dress is amazing. Um, it actually hangs over the base at the back and all of the drapery work there in the sculpting is just uh, exceptional. Um, every piece has just had so much attention to detail. Um, what I'm really impressed with is how they've executed the um, the kind of tears in her outfit because it looks like you know, the front of her um, dress has been kind of ripped off in battle and on the 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 pieces that are hanging over her right thigh, which is raised because it's sitting on the samurai head, has have got kind of things ripped out of it. Um, and how they've managed to accomplish that uh, as sculpted pieces, I have no idea. Um, I imagine it would have been a bit of a nightmare because it can't all be one piece. It's got to be some kind of gluing on. I think it couldn't have all been sculpted as one piece so just exceptional exceptional um and then the paintwork is amazing um the she's got a gold leaf pattern on the black um of her both the bodice and the skirt um which is uh really nicely done and then to top it all off a really amazing dragon tattoo on her um right leg um which is yeah so i'm basically in love with this piece <laughs> <laughs> in case you could, in case you couldn't tell, it is. It's a lot of wow. Mm. I, I have oh, a question. Comments? Yes, please. I I love this. Don't get me wrong. Do okay. you think it really fits with the rest of them, style wise? Uh, you know, I think in terms of the the you know taking the uh, different, I guess, icon, the you know those kind of archetypes. Um, from that era, yeah, for sure, because you know she's the geisha girl, um, you know the kind of thing, and fitting with her character and her background, um, it 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 definitely it works sitting with all the others. Okay. Does it look visually different to you? Does it or? I, well, she's just so much of a warrior in this compared to how they've kind of done the other ones. I mean, I guess Harley kind of is warriorish, but the the rest of them are more, you know. Cutesy. Real true. Yeah, cutesy pinup girl yeah. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um yeah, oh I, you know, you're right. They definitely have kind of alluded to her uh true nature, you know, a bit more than some of the others like Black Canary or whatever. Um, but uh, I think it's 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 fun. Like, you know, it's um and and what it's the opportunity that it's given the sculptors, I think, is amazing. So, yeah, I suppose it's a little bit different. 
but I love it. I love it. But without without seeing them like all together, it's kind of hard to, you know, because I've only ever seen it by itself off on its own. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. So in terms of ratings, um, Katana is a ten out of ten. You know, this I, I can't fault it at all. Um, to see quick, I personally would would give an eight. Um, uh, only because. You know, I mean, there's a tiny little paint issue, but just some of the stylistic choices, it's not going to be, you know, in my top five of this line, but I think it's a really great addition. Um, and uh, there's more to come. Raven is out. I haven't got mine yet, but the Raven statue is already out and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was telling you, I saw the uh, Catwoman recently, the the secretary one, and I really yeah. like that in person. It, I think yeah. it turned out a lot nicer than what the pictures did for it. Yeah. So. I mean, I have, you know, that was one that I didn't buy because I, I kind of just had a bit of an issue with how far of a departure that was from anything recognizable as the character. But I did mention a while ago on the show that I do have it now because I got it on uh, kind of sale. And I, I do really like it now that I've got it. I think, you know, it is actually really cool piece it's not something that i would have it was one of the really early ones and it's not something i would own on its own but as part of the piece i actually do as part of the set i do really like it yeah now these are really cool i got a chance to see some of them recently and they're really cool so they are cool well thank you for that that is awesome as always i always love love these so um i appreciate it and i bet all our listeners appreciate it too but uh we will be back after this to wrap up the show which they probably don't appreciate. Huh. Yeah. Maybe some of them are glad. Maybe. Yeah, like end this now. God. What's that? The Digimon adventure continues with Digimon action figures, trading cards too. Digimon! Each sold separately from Bandai. Well, before we finish off the show, we have some feedback we want to share with you. And, you know, if you want to share feedback, um, recipes, uh, Tim Tam coupons, um, or if, you know, you want to record a review and send it in, you can send it to podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And, you know, you might hear that review played here um you might hear us talk about tim tams you just never know we might you might hear us talk about you maybe we'll uh, review yeah. your review no no don't feel intimidated please send them in it, it, it gets less painful over time um <laughs> <laughs> adam you have our 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 bit of feedback tonight so lay it on us hey thank you john this uh feedback comes from gi patrick who is in the USA, and he left this via iTunes. He, he leads off with totally amazing podcast as the title of his review and then re- continues with, what a truly terrific, terrific podcast. You wouldn't believe how this helps me through my workday. Thank you for the countless hours of free entertainment. Well, thank you very much, G.I. Patrick. That is uh, a wonderful review, and the best part about it is is that it's left in iTunes, which helps other people find us in iTunes. And it's five stars. Woo! You. Yay. That's out of Thank five, you. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Not- <laughs> and I go any yeah. lower. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was making sure it wasn't like five out of ten or something. You know? No, no, no. No, five is tops. So thank you very much, Jeff Patrick. That's awesome. And for sure, if you, wherever you listen to uh, this, um, yeah, whether it's iTunes or a Stitcher or another podcast service, if it has a, a review uh, mechanism in it, we would really appreciate a positive review from you because it does help other people uh, find us and it helps us find them. We're all just trying to find each other. Sleepless hmm. in Seattle. Oh, I, I haven't seen that in a long time. Hmm. Does it hold up? Uh, not as not as well as uh, like you've got mail, um, or when Harry met Sally. Um, I'm blaming Tom Hanks. No, well, it, it, it's no, Tom Hanks is in You've Got Mail too. Like that's same same actors, but. Um, yeah, I would just watch When Harry Met Sally recently because Carrie Fisher's in it, and that is – I still love that movie. Love, love, love. I've only seen that once or twice. Um, what? But you, Yeah, but you've got males pretty much, me and Mrs. Nerd Story, so. oh, You put her out of business? Yes, that's it. I, I put her out of business. Uh, well. <laughs> okay. There's a bit in that movie that you've got male that makes me cry every time. The part with the dog at the end? No, no. The part when she closes her spo- old spoilers, um, <laughs> closes the her mother's bookstore, and she says it just makes her feel mm. like her mother has died all over again. And I go, Aah! well, now I'm sad. I know. I just want a freaking depressing end to the podcast. <laughs> I bought Aliens on Blu-ray yesterday, so oh, that's much better. It's Adam's fault because yeah. he brought up Sleepless in Seattle, and that's how we got here. <laughs> yeah. It's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Eddie's not here, but oh, Eddie's not here. Otherwise, I, 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 of course, blame Eddie for sure. So, yeah, we probably should wrap this up and say goodnight. Yeah, I think we should before. Yeah. Um, if this has made you depressed, then um, please call your uh, national helpline service. Um, or go listen to an old episode. That's right, because they, they were happier. <laughs> Life is still worth living, people. Good night, everyone. <laughs> night, people. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. And, um, you know, I think we will be right back after this and we will be looking at something else. Hopefully toys. Damn it.
også har fået på forhånd. Ja, så det var også clarifying. 